Hey, here we are. It's episode seven yeah. of Pop Culture Petri Dish. I'm one of your hosts, Abe Epperson. I'm here with my co-host. Christian Ramirez. Hello, everyone. And this is uh, the show where we basically uh, talk about where science fiction and science fact meet. And all of the variations in between. Uh, so what are we talking about today? Today is going to be another genetics episode. Um, Ooh, today, genes. Yeah. That one, last one was really fun. Um, just talking about all the all the silly stuff about genetic engineering and stuff like that. But this one is going to be a little more personal. Because um, for me, uh, for my birthday, I did, I did the 23andMe Ancestry testing and uh, they also did my medical testing we're not going to talk about that though because i don't want anybody <laughs> yeah you don't want to throw that down <laughs> yeah that's a little weird to the populace i don't really want to get doxxed i don't know if yeah, you can yeah, get doxxed yeah, from yeah, that yeah, yeah. but they, i don't want that they're gonna find out all your genes and then now what are we <laughs> you know well i mean this company already knows what my genes are so i yeah. guess they can clone me <laughs> yes that's the thing is that i was very clear with uh so Christian came to me and he was like, I want to do an, an I, I'm doing this 23 and me thing. Uh, and he was pretty open about like the idea of me doing it as well. And uh, I was very clear that I don't want something that might be owned by the government in a decade to, <laughs> to have absolute knowledge of my genome <laughs> so because like I don't want to be cloned. I just don't want that that's something I that's crazy to me. So the fact that you did this is hilarious to me. Uh, it's also, uh, a great episode, but, uh, Jesus, man, you don't want anybody to judge dread you. Yeah, no, exactly. I don't want, I want to, I don't want to be having to fight Rico <laughs> in like, in like five years where he's just like, guess what? It's time. I'm going to judge dread the shit out of you. And I'm like, I don't want that. Can I just go home and eat some Mario cookies? Like, I, I don't need this shit. Uh, anyway, so that's just, you don't, so none of you will know in this podcast what I'm all about, literally. But we're going to figure out exactly what my friend here is all about yeah um so basically the whole process was they send you the kit and i spit in a little tube uh to a fill line and then send it back to them and about like i think it was about four weeks later i got the results and today we're going to talk about my ancestry results <clears throat> because i don't once again i don't really trust anybody knowing my medical results um but yeah so here it is my ancestry is unsurprisingly for me uh 58% european which kind of makes sense because i know my mom is half uh caucasian and half latina <clears throat> so that makes a lot of sense for me and my dad is latino so made up in that is uh 58% european which it consists of 18.7% iberian which is the spanish peninsula uh Span spain and portugal um, 8.8% British and Irish. So the British Isles, that one kind of also expected 3.3% Scandinavian, which yeah, my people. <laughs> yeah. 
So, I mean, that makes a little bit of sense because there was so much raiding and all the all sorts of stuff, yeah, fun stuff going around in Europe. We weren't, we weren't, we were pretty, we were a pretty problematic <laughs> uh, kind of culture. We were like the Hitlers of <laughs> like the Middle Ages. Uh, there's no way around that. That's just true. Uh, I'm looking at you, Norway and Denmark. <laughs> Just in case, I, I think we probably do have some fans from like Iceland or somewhere like that. I also am 1.3% Italian, which was, I mean, it makes a little bit of sense. The Roman Empire spread pretty wide. Uh, so it makes sense that I would have some of that. Here's here, because we're looking at it right now. Here's yeah. what I love is that there's three uh, itemized like sections in the European yeah. uh, folder that is just broadly southern european 16.1 percent yeah just i like the idea i i love that in science uh you know because these are scientists these yeah, are yeah, geneticists uh they're just like yeah and then there's just like a grab bag of <laughs> just like shit we can't explain <laughs> don't know but uh doesn't uh we didn't we didn't we we don't have the information and they've just termed that broadly yeah and and the thing i think with a lot of the broadly ones the ones that say broadly southern european or broadly northwestern or broadly asian or whatever those ones are because we don't have enough um actual genetic information from people yet so the more the more people that actually do these tests, the more precise that they can be and the, the more exacting the test is going to be. And that's another thing that um, it'll be more helpful to medical companies and stuff like that, too, because they'll be able to track these genes mean ended up having this person getting cancer. This person did not. And that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, and also who to kill when the robo <laughs> uprising happens, <laughs> because there would be like dead weight. So the bottom, the bottom 5%, just like <laughs> cut it off. And the ones that might get X, Y, or Z disease. Cause that's what I'm scared of is where we just become eugenicists because that's the, I know it's a slippery slope and I know that that's not necessarily always going to be true, but I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't know what the future holds and we might be in a Terminator situation. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, I think mostly, hopefully it's going to be used to like cure diseases and things like that. And that's the hope, <laughs> but we've already talked about uh, that, those kind of applications before. So, uh, moving along. Uh, yeah, there's one really random one that I had no idea was going to be a part of me is I'm 0.2% Ashkenazi Jewish. The Ashkenazi Jewish community was, is a group that settled in, um, Eastern Europe. And, uh, so they are genetically distinct from the ones there's, there's a, I can't remember what the actual term is, but there's a, they're the ones that settled in Europe. There's also a large group of Jewish people that, um, originate from the middle East, obviously. And so those are the two primary, uh, genetic groups of that people of Jewish ancestry find. And so that one was completely random to me. That was complete surprise. I had no idea that that was anywhere in our family. But, I mean, Europe, of course, is very small relative to the rest of the world. So there's a lot of, a lot of people marrying and otherwise making children with other people. 
So that one was a big surprise. The biggest surprise to me that I found out is that I'm 36.3 East Asian and Native American with 34.7% of that. So over a third of my DNA being Native American. Um, That's, of course, consisting of Guatemalan, uh, Mexican, Honduran, and Peruvian DNA. And I knew a little bit, I kind of knew that there was definitely going to be some, some, um, some of that in my family, just because there's so such a large culture of mestizos, which is just means, um, mixed between Spanish and native people with, um, anybody who's from that area or anybody who has parents or grandparents from that area. But I did not know that it was going to be that larger percentage. And it like, it affected me. to know that uh, it affected you <laughs> in but, what way but like it was um like okay so we'll jump off of the actual um percentages now because there's everything else i have one percent sub-saharan african which everyone does 0.6%. you know like yeah. everyone has like one percent of something yeah. yeah so i have a bunch of other ones that are really small and so um yeah it really like affected me because i found out that I'm a lot more, obviously, I have a lot more Native American than I thought I would, but it's my paternal haplogroup, which is the DNA that's passed from father to son Mm -hmm. um, that can be traced back. Basically, we all have a genetic ancestor, a single genetic ancestor who's, um, I think it's mitochondrial, can't remember which DNA it is, but it's our genetic Adam, who Mm -hmm. everybody has, is descended from that single person, it's not that he's he had so so many children. It's just that his genes are the ones that have survived from father to son all the way to modern times from when we were we came out of Africa. Now, wait, so I thought just genes are genes. They have the ability to find what genes of fathers versus genes of mothers. Yeah, there are. Yes, that's insane. It, I don't know how genes work. Obviously. <laughs> Well, it's because we, I mean, we have the two chromosomes that one is from your mother, one is from your father. So it's basically just, they're tracking that one back from father to son, all the way back to our genetic Adam. So the Y chromosome. Yeah. The ones that go from father to son specifically. All right. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, so there's a geneticist listening to this right now is like. Yeah, that's right. I'm just like, I did not know that. Well, and there was there was a time when there was a genetic bottleneck. Um, when we were getting out of Africa, there was a bunch of climate changes that reduced the human population to under 10,000. And so that's where we think that's why we have such um, a distinct lineage of like, oh, okay, these are from father to son because most of the rest of humanity was killed off at that point. Mm-hmm. And the when that 10,000 family yeah. or so mon, uh, number uh, that they were in and around Africa and like yeah. Middle East. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and they're the ones that passed down their genes. Cause this, all of this genetic information um, basically is stating that I had ancestors that were in this place about, and it's all thousands of years ago. Uh, they can trace it to like, okay, because you have this much of this DNA, it means your ancestors were likely 
in this location a hundred years ago or 200 years uh-huh, ago. Uh-huh. But all of the, the haplogroup stuff is thousands and thousands of years old because it's uh, between 40 and 60,000 years ago, we came out of Africa and um, as humans populated other parts of the world, that number is not exact. I know that there's going to be people <laughs> that try to correct me on it and stuff like that. But um, that's, that's when we started migrating across around the world. And so there's a bunch of different haplogroups, um, like A through Q, I think are the are the letterings of it, and those are all tracking populations of people that came out of Africa. What's crazy to me is that I'm looking at this map that's in front of me that you guys can't see. It's like a physical, like uh, it shows the migration over the globe, and between. 35,000 years ago and 17,000 years ago, your people, and probably my people, you know, uh, made it across the Bering Strait from, like, Central Asia uh, into uh, what is now North America and South America. Yeah. And uh, it's just crazy to me because, like, Siberia and Russia... Uh, weather pattern wise was not like <laughs> much different. I mean, it was, but like even 35,000 years ago, not yeah, that yeah. much different. So it was just a bunch of people who are like, went from a very hot place <laughs> to a very cold place. And we're just like, we got to get the fuck out of here. And then just they're following the animals. just so lucky that there was a connection between Alaska and, you know, extension. There was a land bridge between those continents. Because yeah. otherwise they were just like, well, we hit the sea and it's still very cold. I guess cold. we're fucked. <laughs> yeah. I guess we're going to starve yeah. here. I don't know what's going to uh, happen. Well, thank God there's a land bridge. And yeah. uh, it's still, oh, wait, it's getting better. It's getting better. <laughs> and then they finally make their way into, like, the luscious part of, yeah. you know, like modern years which is north and south america they just keep going to a better place yeah. at a certain point but it took them perhaps ten thousand, fifteen thousand years to do that <laughs> and that's just so many lifetimes yeah, exactly. and so many people who are just like ah oh, man so what happened today i woke up it was cold <laughs> i ate something luckily <laughs> And uh, that's my day. That yeah. that was my day. Just walking, fucking, just just going east, <laughs> just as far east as I can get. Yeah, because that's when we I mean, we didn't have a plan for anything else. Then we were just hunter gatherers. Yeah. We were just and following our food. So these were like nomadic cultures. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. they were just like they build up, you know, build a village. In a few years, move on. Yeah, kind yeah. Of stuff. Uh, our first actual like agricultural cultures came around. I mean, we we can kind of date it because that's when the invention of writing kind of came around, and that's about ten thousand years ago. So about eight thousand BC, nine thousand BC is when we're actually getting people who are set- settling down and farming. So that means for the like two hundred forty thousand years that humans have been on this planet. 
they were hunter-gatherers. And it's just in the last 10,000 years that we decided that we're going to sit down and have civilization, I guess, in so the way that we understand it. Was like 20,000 years ago, there was still like oral tradition. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't written down. Right. Um, I There's basically... For most cultures. Yeah. 260,000 years ago, 250,000 years ago is when Homo sapiens, Homo sapiens sapiens, or basically genetically modern humans are they come around and so they have all the abilities that we do mm. they have all they have the capability same brain yeah they have the capability of speech and stuff like that and so um that's we've been we were working with language that was just oral tradition for the vast majority of human history <laughs> and somehow we made it like <laughs> somehow we made it. I just love the idea that the caveman is equally capable, like you know, as you said, two hundred fifty to like yeah. three hundred and ten thousand years ago. Uh, they could use they they are completely capable of using Twitter the same amount that oh, I yeah. am, and uh, it's just hilarious to me. It just it didn't <laughs> take me much to learn how to use Twitter and like learn that the world is terrible and like I want to just throw a caveman into that. <laughs> fucking cavalcade of chaos if we if encino man was encino baby oh. then he could have learned twitter yeah. and he would have been i mean i guess he would have been younger than us technically mm -hmm. so he'd be uh, marching for gun control right now <laughs> probably I, I think you just accidentally created the next uh dreamworks <laughs> animation encino baby boss, yeah boss baby encino baby i don't know if dreamworks made boss baby i don't know if that's true but <laughs> someone correct me and be proud in the comments um so this, but yeah this is really interesting so you so your fathers yeah. traveled this area mm -hmm. presumably your mothers as well yeah yeah um th my maternal haplogroup is different and we'll get we'll get to that soon um this one, the paternal haplogroup that I have, is pretty common among people that have, I mean, among 23andMe users, so we don't know exactly how many it is. Right. So I'm going to assume there's probably a lot of Latinos that have had this done. Um, they were a they were the same train. Right, that, exactly. Yeah. And the, the part that actually, the part that was the part that affected me was um, basically I found out that when I found out that my ancestors were the ones that first walked down the coast, the Pacific coast of the United States that first walked down from Alaska to, and all the way through Mexico and all that. But we were the first ones that <clears throat> actually settled this land here. Mm. It, it had like kind of a profound effect on me because there's so often in the world right now, um, people like me, Latinos, are made to feel like they're outsiders in the United States. Mm. And so knowing something like that, knowing that 10,000 years ago or however many thousand years ago, 13,000 years ago, my family, my family were the ones that were settling this area that I still live in now. Mm. That that really like got to me. It like 13,000 years of Ramirez's Right, exactly. Yeah. And just we've kicking been rocks. Here. <laughs> just just swimming and catching frogs yeah we were um, we've been here since uh, giant short face bears and giant sloths and we were the ones that that cultivated the avocado and potatoes and stuff mm. like that like that's that's all a part of me and it was it was just it, it had a profound effect on me and like 
made me a little bit emotional. I mean, even now mm-hmm. you can probably hear it, um, that it, it's just, it's so validating to know that my family's been here for thousands of years and there's no way anybody can take that away from me, regardless of how, regardless of how blatantly racist people would, would treat people like me. And I think that's, that's something that a lot of people could share with me that are, um, that are Latinos and just know that, know that that's like, this is the place where I belong. This is the place where my family is from. It was, it was just something that was, uh, like I said, deeply affecting to me. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, the spirit of unity. Um, yeah. Yeah, that that I don't know where I'm from and I'm not going to do this. So, uh I, I can't share that with you. Yeah, yeah. But everyone's from somewhere. Exactly. Um and I, I I'm a white guy. I probably am mostly from exactly where you think. <laughs> and uh I know there's like French in me. I know yeah. just by namesake and Yeah. I know there's uh English in me. I know there's a predominant uh norwegian influence scandinavian and there's a little german in there too and you know like uh and none of us are we're at the right time like to me i love that you're feeling like the spirit of unity yeah but there's no culture that is free from the fact that we stood on the shoulders of giants Mm -hmm. and those giants as history now can recall yeah we're little petty people we're all (laughs) standing on the shoulders of little petty people (laughs) is what i'm saying because like every every culture is super problematic when it gets down to it you know like in in internal warring and uh you know human sacrifice Mm -hmm. and uh holocausts willy-nilly uh it's it's I love what you're taking from it because immediately what I took from it, it was just like a, a meditation on like how bad the human race is. <laughs> uh, not in that we don't wish to be better, but just in order to get here, yeah. we, 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 fought. we are, we were the Terminators. Yeah, exactly. Just, just who, who like in Terminator, who just put all the skulls in one area? Is there a robot that does that? Is there a Wally? So they can crush them. So that that in that opening shot, he can just step on a skull, like because that that's to me what humanity is is a series of that until we learn to be better. Yeah, and uh, we are learning to be better. But the reason we're here is because we're the winners. We're the ones yes. that won the wars. We're the ones that are the genetic winners, which means that we were monsters, which means yeah. that we killed people, which means that our ancestors raped people. Yeah. Like, that's that's those why are, we're here. Those who are left are right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah, it's because uh, the, the, this whole, this is just a bag of cats to me. Like, the whole <laughs> just DNA in your body is there's 23 pairs of chromosomes, right? Yeah. And, uh, that it it just all can't like all this, the genealogy of those events, you have to separate from just who you are and like where you came from and just be like, no, I'm a better person. And that's all we can ever do. Exactly. So learning about like what my history and like 10,000 years ago, what I came from, 
just it, it doesn't like it matters in a macro sense, but it doesn't sure. matter individually to me. Right. Because I'm just like, yeah, uh, there was a lot of war and there was a lot of like travel. But I'm really glad that you uh, were affected by it. And you were like, I've been here. Yeah. This is my land. Yeah. You know, the my people's land. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And then a bunch of white people <laughs> came over and said, nope. Nope, because we have a lot better weapons <laughs> and our immune and systems. Smallpox, <laughs> uh, and that's how and that's history my fifty-eight percent European. That's that part too. <laughs> yep, because we're like, we're gonna kill your family, but like you up, because <laughs> that's 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 history right there, folks. Yep. Don't spend any money learning in a history major or an anthropology major, just talk to me and I'm going to murder your family, but you up. That's your thesis right there. Yep, pretty much. That's yeah. a, that's all of human history right there. I feel like I'm a scientist. <laughs> I feel like I'm the best one. Well, yeah. Cause like we talked about before we even started recording the fact that there were other hominids on the earth with humans. We just either, fucked or killed all of them just all of them. <laughs> and that's why we're left yeah literally all of them yeah and it's that's like one or the other a good segue because um there was another part of it that was uh they test for your neanderthal dna mm -hmm. and so and so basically with that humans the vast majority of humans have some amount of neanderthal dna in them I have less than um, a large percentage than most of the people that get tested from 23andMe. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're less Neanderthal than most. Yeah. And We're so, looking at it right now. Yeah. And that's because I am I have so much Native American DNA and I also have some. Basically, you're only not going to have any Neanderthal if your uh, Native American is one of the possibilities. Uh, completely African. Like that's, that's the entirety of your DNA or I think, um, native Australian. So Aboriginal Australian, mm. those are the only three groups that you can have zero Neanderthal DNA because the rest of the humans in the world fucked a bunch of Neanderthals yeah. into non-existence. Yeah. <laughs> and we made those woolly mammoths watch <laughs> We're like make eye contact <laughs> And they're like, oh, no, we need to go extinct. And we're like, that's right, bitch. Homo sapiens, we out. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, you're you're less than 62% of 23andMe customers. Yeah. Uh, Neanderthal variants. Yeah, I have less than 4% of my DNA is has Neanderthal in it. And that's mostly because, I mean, that's the most of the European. If you're European at all, you probably have Neanderthal DNA. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you probably have it. I, I mean, do. Most of the people listening yeah. definitely probably have it. So, yeah. I mean, cool. <laughs> I don't like, I don't even know the differences between Neanderthal and Homo sapiens. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can, I think that's an entire other podcast when we talk about the hominids in the world yeah, that, that we yeah. killed or, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Or otherwise eradicated. Yeah. But yeah, there's Mary date extinct. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that's that seems to be a, the, what's going on here. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, that that well, that's interesting to know that. So there are you know it seems to be more or less three or so uh, areas in the globe that if you're almost exclusively from, yeah. Uh, other than like foreign invaders, right? Um, of course. Neanderthals weren't really a thing that mattered to you. Yeah. Uh, but you did have this, you know, sub-Saharan arm that went through Europe, went through Asia, mm-hmm. and then went down the coast of uh, the northern and southern continents of America. Yeah. Uh, that is where that 4% yeah. comes from. Yeah, because most of the Neanderthals, I think all Neanderthals come from Europe. Uh, I think that's where the genetic diversion actually took place, and mm. um, and so that's where that's where most of the DNA is going to be as well. Because Neanderthals were hardier; they were more suited to cold weather. I think that's something where uh, blue eyes originated with Neanderthals. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Um, so that's one one of the one of the variants. But yeah, 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 because they had to live in like England and cloudy areas. Yeah, very cloudy snow-covered areas. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, so that that's that's the Neanderthal portion of this podcast. <laughs> you learn everything. You learn something new every time on this podcast. Do you want to talk yeah. about your um, mom? Yeah, we'll go to my maternal haplogroup, which is um, my that's the DNA that is passed from mother to daughter. We all have it because your grandma had your mom, and they passed it to you even yeah. if you're a boy. <laughs> <laughs> you're carriers of the disease of <laughs> other humans. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. This is the one where genetic Eve um, has passed down her genes to everybody else in the world. And this is one that's actually, um, I'm a part of one that's actually pretty rare because, and I don't know how rare it is. It's just that um, within this, this group of genetic testing, there's not a ton of people that have, it's a particular European mutation um that's shared by a couple of people that were like from the renaissance and stuff like that uh so they came out of africa and then they went into the middle east for a little while then they moved up to um eastern europe and that's where the majority of those genes stayed for the last uh for the last 200 i'm not sure exactly how many tens of thousands of years but that's where that my mom's from. Yeah. And, so I'm looking at it here and it's like called haplogroup L mm-hmm. and just like everything else, it started at like around 200,000 years ago yeah. and that came from Africa and then you moved north of Africa and you were in what is called L3, yeah. uh, which is 65,000 years and then you moved into the Middle East 60,000 years ago, mm-hmm. and then you moved into northern Middle East 57,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then it looks like you took, like, where the haplogroup chart seems to stop is about 35,000 years ago. Yeah. Uh, J. Yeah, it's uh, the J group, and specifically mine is the J2B1A2, which is a southern European um, genetic haplogroup, which as we can see right on this, it's one in 
2,100 uh, people are share that haplogroup of the people that they've tested. So it's pretty rare. Um, so that's where my broadly Southern European, that's where mm. that, that those genes come from. Mm. That's from probably just my family being, and this is, this kind of makes sense because my grandmother on my mom's side had our DNA traced back a long ways. And there was a lot of, um, seafaring people in my family. So it would make sense if they were just going around the Mediterranean, going from places in Spain to Italy to Greece. And that's because that's where the broadly Southern European group is from. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. And so that's it's all the like Renaissance people were were mixing with Greek people and Spanish people mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And so that's why it's broadly Southern European is because they don't they, had, they don't have it pinned down yet to an exact country. I love I, I love because of uh, how scope works. I think there's like a Carl Sagan quote about this, or at the very least, there's uh, Richard Dawkins quote, uh, which he just ca he calls it Middle Earth, and it's just <laughs> the dumbest because it's like <laughs> Tolkien was writing in the '60s, man. Don't try to take Middle Earth, you fucking idiot. But he was the Hobbit was but, already a thing way yeah, before. Yeah, but he called Middle Earth because he was talking about the scope of like how do you rectify the very large and the very small? Yeah, you know, like atoms and galaxies and everything in between. And he called what we live in this middle section where like we can interact with objects and yeah. like, things can be fluids or solids or, you yeah. know, uh, gases. And, uh, that's how we inhabit and react with the world is yeah. based on those, that spectra. Mm -hmm. Um, just like we can only see so much of the M spectrum. Right. Um, so <laughs> I love that because in order for our brains to understand, because our brains are limited, uh, we keep talking about, and then my like people went and like fucked a bunch of, you know, <laughs> Mediterraneans. It like sounds like it's just like one woman or one guy just like <laughs> fucking their ways. But this is over like lifetimes, yeah. and lifetimes, like thousands of generations. Right. Exactly. And it's just like, no, no, no. It's just one guy who's just like, he woke up in Africa and he's like, all right, I'm going to fuck my way into South America. <laughs> <laughs> just like no no he stayed where he was born yeah, in africa they just slowly moved yeah. away because usually because of like weather or war mm -hmm. exactly right you know it's just like well i don't want to be here anymore yeah i want to go somewhere else mm -hmm. and usually that at this you know in the last the majority of two thousand two hundred thousand years yeah that meant not being where war was or not being where bad weather was. Yeah, exactly. The, these migrations are mostly based on the fact that we were hunter gatherers for so long. Yeah. Because that's most of where you can trace your DNA back to. Like on here, the haplogroup J2B1A uh, generally goes back to 75,000 or 7,500 years ago, 7,500 years ago. So most of the world was still just villages or hunter gatherers and that's and that's where that's where my people that's where my mom's side finally got into the the mediterranean area 
I, want, I just need to point out this sentence because the sentence <laughs> Go was, ahead. The Neolithic Revolution was gradually sweeping across Europe from its roots in the Middle East, where the people of the fertile crescent have domesticated plants and yeah. transitioned to a more settled... What the fuck is a fertile crescent? <laughs> the fertile crescent is the region in modern-day Iraq um, and a bunch of other Middle Eastern countries where there was... <laughs> A lot of where that's where a lot of the first villages and um, societies came about because it's really good farming land. The area of like at with the, the Tigris, yeah, yeah, at the time, and even now, the, the area with the Tigris and the Euphrates would develop these big floodplains, which would flood at the right times to cultivate, make, yeah, yeah, to cultivate everything. And it's the area where we domesticated a bunch of animals. That's where we get cows. That's all that. It's stuff. also. Uh, the difference between now and like three, four, uh, five thousand years ago yeah. in Egypt mm-hmm. uh, when they made the pyramids, mm-hmm. uh, it was a lot more lush. Yeah. Uh, and the Nile yeah. know, bled into the country land. Yeah, that was and one of. That's how they argue they made the pyramids is they just used a bunch of that, all that limestone. Yeah, floodplain. They, yeah. they just hovered it over water yeah egypt for even until the roman times and that that time period was they made they were so economically stable because they fed most of the mediterranean world Mm -hmm. with grain and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so we think of egypt as being just a desert now it's like no that's not Mm -hmm. most of human history it wasn't it 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 was was, a place where they were growing food watch fucking Mummy too. <laughs> when when Dwayne Johnson picks up that scorpion and eats it, and it just makes an oasis out of the desert, that's the shit I'm talking about. That's what we're talking about. And just eat a scorpion, make a fucking oasis. That's that's how it was. Wor- that's that was those rules. That that yep. it doesn't work like that anymore for some reason. Uh, no, no. Um, yeah, no. It's it's crazy to think about how we. I mean, obviously, the economy and the utility of just sure, like moving sure. to the most fertile land is mm-hmm. always going to be like smart of any culture. Yeah. Uh, but it's also crazy to think about who got like the rub in that. Like who got like. <laughs> I just wait it out, man. Just wait it yeah. out. And then now they don't exist. <laughs> and it was the guys who were just lucky enough to be like, I think we should go and just keep walking, you know, for this generation. And as hunter gatherers, yeah. uh, some of them were wrong and some <laughs> of them were right. And we are the remainders of the right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, there's, it was, I think, if you're like me and you're curious about this kind of stuff and you're not too worried about the government making a clone out of you at some point Mm -hmm. in the far future, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) then I I would recommend it to anybody because it's really interesting. There's also some genetic stuff, like some of the medical stuff that I'm, like I said, I'm not going to talk about, but there's some stuff that was really big kind of hanging over my head that, it turns out I'm not, I don't have in me, like I don't have the genes that, um, that signify that this is going to happen. So it's, that part was also a big relief. Uh, it was scary for a long time and now I'm like, Oh, okay. I don't need to have that hanging over my head and worrying about it because even if I had found out that, yes, I'm carrying those genes, 
then I can go, okay, this is a tool for me to change my lifestyle or adapt my lifestyle to make sure that that doesn't happen to me. It's all just, it's all a tool. Um, like anything else that humans make, this is just another tool for you to use how you will. Well, you heard it here. A heartfelt endorsement of 23 and me from this <laughs> podcast from Christian and an avid <laughs> anger and uh, just, I just don't like that it exists from Abe. So you make up your own mind. You're your own person. You have your own genes and whatever the fuck that means. Uh, but this has been, this concludes, <laughs> this concludes episode seven. Uh, thank you for coming in here with this information. This yeah, very, of course. Uh, I'm glad we got to do this journey with it. And I'm glad that you got something from it. Yeah, yeah, I am uh, too. And I hope you're not Gattaca. <laughs> uh, Don't Gattaca me, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to get Gattaca really good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but you heard our fundamental difference in this regard and there it is uh thanks for listening and uh we'll we'll see you again at uh, episode eight yeah later guys bye this has been a small beans endeavor we're a bunch of pals who make podcasts sketches music web series and movies the beans always have new ideas percolating so make sure to check us out at patreon.com slash small beans that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash small beans where you can browse all of our current and past content see what we've got planned in the future and learn how your support can help the small beans grow into huge giant monster beans if you enjoyed this content module, please like, rate, subscribe, or tell a friend about us. We love you!